Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. I was reading an article this past week that mentioned that trust of the CEO is at an all-time low. I've spent a considerable amount of time with CEOs and executive leaders this past year. The individuals I've worked with have worked harder than ever. You know, they've been more strategic and they've been attentive to the future. We've had conversations about how to position the organization for the future and be supportive of people in the workforce so that they can navigate change and provide excellent service. It's just simply not an easy job. It's never been, and it's really not an easy job right now. Next week, I'm going to focus on what CEOs and leaders can learn from high-performing athletes. When I need some guidance, I tend to fall back on studying high-performing athletes. We can learn a lot from them. And this week, I want to continue the discussion from last week because I think it's important to self-reflect on what leaders do that contribute to teams not trusting them. With some reflection, we can act in ways that don't jeopardize trust in us as leaders in the organization. Last week, I talked about how people in positions of power can trigger pessimism and distrust when they expect others to do things they don't do themselves. I expand on some additional actions leaders take that create distrust. And I also want to reinforce that it oftentimes it's not the leader's intent to act in ways that creates distrust in the organization. Just sometimes, what we observe what leaders do, and it just creates that distrust that we have in the people who lead us. So here are several ways that CEOs or, or leaders can act in ways that create that distrust. Now, first, when we ask for feedback and we do nothing with the input, we can jeopardize the trust in our organization. Now, for example, many of us administer an employee engagement survey and we get input from our teams, but I've found very few leaders tend to roll out the results after they've gained that input. They don't do anything with the input the employees provide. So the employees are wondering why in the world would they provide that input to start with? Also, when we do something new and different in our organizations, we tend to ask people for input. We have to determine a way to gain that input that's meaningful and in a way that helps with the creation of something new. This is where we, we don't want to get general input. We, we want specific input relying on people's expertise. And then we acknowledge the contribution and show how the input was included or, or why it was not. And if we don't take the steps to do those things and we gather input and people don't see how that input relates to what we're doing as we go forward, we tend to lose trust. And we can jeopardize trust when individual roles are not clear and it causes teams to be disjointed and at times in conflict. As leaders, we need to know when we get a team together to build definitions of role, when we need to do that, when we need to help them with run, know the responsibilities and their expectations. And it's up to us as leaders to define our expectations and expect team members to work together to determine how to live to those expectations. There's a fine line between providing guidance and being the person that teams rely on for all the answers. So we need to find the right balance as leaders. Our goal is to empower teams and to help build clarity in what we expect of individuals and team members can expect of each other. 
And we jeopardize trust when we remove the emotion from communicating the strategic direction. Through our strategic priorities, we land on our winning moves. We show as leaders, we are working to win. And that requires leaders to communicate with disciplined emotion. We want to have confidence that we can apply the winning moves to achieve success. And we want to create an excitement in our, on our teams to take those next steps to do so. And we can jeopardize trust in leadership when we move swiftly and fail to take time to communicate the why, what, and how for the swift movements. Team members want to know how the moves affect them, how it changes their current jobs, and why that change is important. And we jeopardize trust in leadership by not taking the time to do one-on-one -on -one conversations when changes are occurring. And in our organization, as a practice, we schedule monthly meetings with our direct reports. It's our time to know what's working and what's not working. We clarify expectations and provide guidance. And we talk through how certain aspects of our work may be changing based on our strategic direction and the influences of continuous intervening factors. Now, this is where we require great agility in our organization. <laughs> Nothing is staying the same. And we need to have our finger on the pulse of the changing world and at the same time help people understand what the expectations are. And the monthly meeting also gives us a chance to recognize individual performance and contributions to the people that we supervise and to those who have been helpful to them that we can extend our appreciation. So in summary, here's what we can do that helps us build trust so that we're not creating actions or doing actions or acting in ways as leaders that build distrusting environments. So here's what we can do. Listen to input and do something with it. Be clear about expectations of team members while at the same time empowering teams to work together and expect them to do so. Communicate the winning moves as part of the strategic direction with disciplined emotion. Build excitement about the work with high levels of focus and continuously communicate the why, what, and how of swift and continuous changes and how these changes affect the work of our teams. Schedule one-on-one -on -one conversations. At a minimum, create a monthly touch point with supervisors and direct reports. As a senior leader, reach out to individuals throughout the organization. This last item is the most difficult to do, not because we as senior leaders don't want to do that. Rather, we tend to place it low on our priority list because of our busy schedules. This last item is my second quarter priority because I've just not done that enough in our organization. It's important and I need to make it a priority. I'm looking forward to making connections with team members I don't have one-on-one -on -one conversations with in my natural day-to-day -day work. I know I'm going to learn a lot. So I end today with a final recommendation. Create opportunities for having fun. You know, as we are getting closer to being together in person, I can't wait to schedule lunches together, team coffees, professional development sessions, and maybe a happy hour or two. When we are in a fun setting, we get to know each other by hearing about people's lives and what's important to them. And we get to laugh together. The line between trust and distrust is fragile. It takes commitment from senior leaders to land on the trusting side of the line. It also requires us to constantly monitor where we are on the trust to distrust continuum and act to course correct. Let's think of this as being a key part of our jobs as leaders rather than a, a nice to have. I end where I started today. I've watched high performing senior leaders do difficult work in unbelievable times of change. 
I know they want to create places where teams have the greatest opportunity to succeed. I've talked about what senior leaders and leaders can do to land on the better side of the trust continuum. I leave today with an ask from employees. Help your senior leaders. Do the work that takes things off their plates rather than piling things on. Guide them on where help is needed and then own the next steps to accelerate your performance, your team's performance, and the organizational performance. Trust travels along a two-way street. Let's travel together. It makes a better ride. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast, rate us on iTunes if you'd like, and find us on Instagram. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.